2: The Sports Cage podcast is brought to you by Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism. Our province's older people deserve to live independently and affordably in their own communities and homes. Learn more and join the movement at skseniorsmechanism.ca.
3: And welcome inside the Sports Cage. This show is brought to you today by Saskatchewan Lotteries, the main fundraiser for over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups. How are you doing today? I'm doing great side kicks back feel like he I mean he's still limping around on one leg like Leon Dreisaitl but Sean Kleisinger is back on the other side of the glass nice to have my producer back how are you buddy nice to be
4: back man it feels we, like a long time
3: well we had to give you a day off because you worked on saturday we had to give you that right, day off that's hard working we, man that's what we had to do oh hey brooks and dunn are you are you uh are you uh is it ronnie dunn it was or his birthday a Kicks few weeks brooks. ago
4: or a few days ago ronnie, ronnie ronnie's yeah. kind
3: of look like ronnie thanks man kind of look like that's a compliment too oh yeah although he's had a lot of plastic. he's had a lot of plastic surgery <laughs> did you notice anything new on me today
4: Yeah, you got a nice, uh, oh, no, No, not a my shirt. I got my teeth whitened. Oh, I'm not going to notice I went and got my teeth (laughs) whitened. I'm not going to notice Really? I got a million-dollar smile. I just noticed a nice T-shirt you got there. Yeah, Padres. Yeah, man, they're looking pretty good. If the season ended right now, they'd be uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, they always win June, man. They always win
3: June. Uh, I got a great show lined up for you. By the way, before we get to our first guest, Graham Delat packs it in.
4: Yeah, he packed it in. He called it a career. Weyburn's finest. He's yeah. gone.
3: Bit of a he back, done? bit of a back injury there. So uh, he is uh, just could never recover from that. So he is out. See, Phil Mickelson's back. He's going to go play in that Saudi tournament. He's I like, saw that.
4: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Tiger Woods came out today and said uh, he's not going to participate in the U.S. Open. He says oh, well, he was limping around there. He says he needs more time to recover mm. to play in open caliber golf tournament.
3: Tell you what uh, the Riders are where it's at TSN's ratings for preseason football shot up because the Riders were broadcast both games right we had our, our uh, Winnipeg Saskatchewan game and then the BC Saskatchewan game broadcast so there you go they say the Grey Cup last year in Toronto dis- or uh, pardon me Hamilton despite the pandemic uh, $35 million uh, an economic impact for Ontario in the pandemic so that's some good news you were at the ball game yesterday
4: Yes, I was, Red man.
3: Sox, Moose John Miller Express. It was going swimmingly till the 10th. And then what? It was like a 45-minute top of
4: the 10th? It was a joke. 45 minutes. The rest of the game took two hours. And then yeah. the top of the 10th was 45 minutes. Like, I thought I was going to get home at like 9.30. Yeah. Nope. Like... But yeah, well, was, that's uh, why they
3: pay you five thousand dollars a game to be their public address
4: announcer. Isn't that what you get? Yeah, it's true. So. A- anyway, anyway,
3: uh, don't they? <laughs> they have a the trophy. They have a trophy for the Trans Canada Clash now, don't they?
4: Yeah, it's brand new. I actually got my paws on it last night. It was in the beer shack. I went in there before the game and kind of got my paws on it. It's a nice. Uh, what is that, A case of pill? Yeah, it's a case of pill, man. That's what they get. Loose <laughs> warm. So, so is that all?
3: Is that a, like a? That's a, over the whole season series?
4: Yeah. So they play eight times this year. I'm not sure what they're gonna do if it's split. Four four, I think they'll probably just go for uh, four and <laughs> runs four and against. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll see.
3: Well, the uh, that was our first meeting, right?
4: Yeah. so eight Tomorrow's f- uh, game number two, actually, in yeah. the cage will be there live. Yeah, we're going to be there live. Thank you very much.
3: Aren't they in the, on the road today?
4: Yeah, they're in Weyburn tonight taking on the Beavers. 7 5 start. The Beavers are 0-4 so far this year. So, so is that so a
3: free space in the bingo card? Free
4: space. The Sox beat them 21-0 this oh, past Thursday. Oh, I years. heard that. They yeah, they lose. They, stomped they, them. Stomped y- on the beaver u- tails. Used
3: all, <laughs> their, used all their runs to mash the Beavers. Okay, let's get out on the Western Pizza hotline. Dinner time, game time, anytime. A great time to order Western Pizza. By the way, you're also encouraged to weigh in on the show you can always call 936-6262 or one 866 767 620 but our text line is that same 936-6262 number it's powered by our good friends at capital gmc buick cadillac the number one gm dealership in the province the corner of Rosedale and pasqua let's talk to the outstanding play-by-play voice of the calgary stampeders on the radio that'd be mark stephen how are you today my friend
0: Oh, good. Just counting down the time, uh, getting ready to uh, open up uh, not only the Stampeders, but the entire CSL season just a couple of days from now. I'm looking forward to it. Do you
3: remember your first broadcast? What was your first broadcast ever?
0: With the legendary Jim Daly coaching the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, a preseason game in Calgary.
3: Okay, what was your first home opener like? The, when it officially counted?
0: Uh, I'm trying to remember the first regular season it was against the uh, Winnipeg oh, yeah? on uh, in nineteen ninety six. Okay, that, so.
3: so do you uh, like uh, are they special to you these home openers especially when they're at home?
0: I just like getting the season going. I guess a little more than it is at home, and you see people, and the people are excited. But uh, they're all pretty exciting uh, just based on the way the schedule is. The Stampeders generally open at home so yeah it is quite exciting just but i'd be excited if it was anywhere just because it signals the kickoff to a brand new season so uh really looking forward to it no matter where it is but it's, it's probably a little more special that it's at home yeah what
3: do you like best about our league mark stephen we talk so negatively sometimes about this league uh you know wh- what do you like best about the cfl
0: well the game itself is uh, so dynamic uh you know such big plays can happen seemingly at any time. And, you know, it just seems the caliber of play remains constantly very high. I know there's dips here and there, but uh, it's just the explosiveness, and something can happen uh, that you don't expect or didn't envision. And, uh, you know, a big play can come out of nowhere. So uh, that's what it is. Uh, the, the game itself uh, is just uh, suited for so much activity, so much excitement.
3: Mark Stephen, voice of the Calgary Stampeders. A lot of people are picking the Calgary Stampeders to finish first in the West. Mark Stephen, as the voice, I'm going to ask you the question: Why make a good case for Calgary being first for me? Why would Calgary be first this year?
0: Well, first of all, they'd have to run down Winnipeg, so I think they could do that. Uh, you know, the fact is, the last half of the year, they were probably as good as anyone. They were six and one. They returned an awful lot of players. I would say they'll probably have the least turnover of any team year to year. I mean, I was looking at the offense today, and, uh, you know, in some of the formations they were using, everybody was with the team last year and some even the year before that. So they do have uh, a little continuity more so than other teams. Didn't do a lot in free agency. as They just wanted to build internally. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell is back to where he was. He's happy with where he is. Uh, Dave Dickinson, more importantly, is happy that he's back and has seen him return to his form so those are some of the reasons why and uh, I think they're a very,
5: very good team right now
3: Now, why uh, why would uh, I be right if I said hey, I don't think Calgary's going to finish first maybe second or even third Could you? I guess what I'm asking you in a roundabout way uh, where might be some deficiencies on this roster?
0: Well, two things. First, why they could finish second. I mean, I guess I would just simply say until somebody shows they can run down Winnipeg, you've got to put them probably a step ahead of anybody. Uh, where would the Stampeders, you know, maybe uh, lack a little something? Uh, they're unsettled. It doesn't mean they don't have good players, but they're unsettled right now, what they're going to do in the secondary. So that's one area that they're not 100% sure of. Uh, you know, just uh, maybe some depth at receiver is a bit of an issue, but uh, I don't think there's too many problems or too many big, big glaring holes with the team, but we'll find out when they unroll the uh, footballs and put them on the field on uh, Thursday night there.
3: Very interesting matchup week one, the Montreal Alouettes come to town now. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. is the starting quarterback, according to his coach, Kahari Jones, but um, I think, as, I, as I've said before, I think uh, Vernon Adams' leash is a lot shorter than mine as host of this show. Like I, <laughs> y- y- You got Kahari Jones, who doesn't have a contract next year, and I like Kahari, but he's a lame duck coach, as we like to say. Uh, I'm not real sold on Vernon Adams Jr., and of course, Trevor Harris is lurking. So that's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic to watch early on this season.
0: Well, you picked up a point that actually we were talking about today. I think the team, and by extension the coach, that's probably under the biggest scrutiny as the season begins is Montreal and Kahari Jones. I think they've got a pretty talented roster. They had three members of the all-CFL team last year on offense, yet they were 7-7. Seven and seven. I don't think that's going to cut it. I think they're better than that. They had way too many penalties, and, you know, we all like Carry, but he's going to have to find a way to get those penalties out of the system because it was a problem. I think they're a pretty good team, to tell you the truth, but they better show it not be a good team on paper. They better be better than 500.
3: Who's better, your running back, Kerry or Stanbeck?
0: One, two, but stand back right now is number
3: one. Yeah, I, oh, one I, it's two. close. I, it's close, but I think yeah. G, I think Geno Lewis is the best receiver in the CFL. Call me crazy, but I think, n- no disrespect to our guy here, uh, Duke Williams, who I have a lot of respect for, but I, I think Geno Lewis is an under-the-radar, kind of under-the-radar, but not under-the-radar superstar in the receiving core.
0: Well, let me put it to you this way. I had the privilege of voting for TSN's top players, so uh, you know, I'm glad I did that. Let's just put it to you this way. It didn't go too deep into my ballot before his name was scratched out. I think he's terrific too. Awesome,
3: really do. Awesome, man. Okay, yeah. so quickly before we let you go, because we this is the last time we'll get you on before the season officially starts. Mark Steven, longtime voice of the Calgary Stamp Peters. Nobody knows this league better than you. Let's uh, go with your Western Division picks. Who do you got?
0: Okay, number one will be the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is regular season, not playoffs. Yeah. Calgary Stamp Peters, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Edmonton Elks and the BC Lions. In the other side, the East, it'll be the Toronto Argonauts, followed by the Hamilton Tiger Cats, followed by the Montreal Alouettes, followed by the Ottawa Redblacks.
3: You're not buying Ottawa. Hey, you don't think Masoli's going to get oh. it done there?
0: Too much turnover. I'm not saying they aren't good players, but just too much turnover in my mind.
3: Yeah. I, I you know, I watch. He's not a good player. Yeah. I watched the BC Lions and I was pleasant. Now, granted, it was the preseason, but we went ones versus ones early on. I was pleasantly surprised with Nathan Rourke. I mean, I saw him in the regular season here, week one, when he got the thrust into the into the starting role when Mike Riley was uh, hurt and did a great job, didn't start great, but uh, hung in there and showed me a lot of moxie. But that kid made some nice throws last Friday. Like, I I actually, I don't disagree with your list. Uh, I might have to think about mine a little mm-hmm. bit, but I might flip BC and Edmonton, to be honest with you.
6: Yeah, I,
0: I can see it. I actually saw both of those in the preseason, so I can see why you'd say that. Edmonton looked pretty grim. I got to tell you on Friday there, but uh, my only concern with uh, BC, yes, I think those two quarterbacks are talented and uh, you know guys that certainly have bright futures. But I, 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 you know, it's an eighteen game season, Mm -hmm. and suddenly guys are going to have a chance to really pick them apart. And uh, you know, do they have the experience when something goes astray to be able to bail the BC Lions out? Because I do think they have a pretty good team, uh, but I'm just wondering if they have what they need at quarterback.
3: All right, well, Mark, thanks for your time, man. Always love your insight. Have a great call. It's the lid lifter to the CFL season in 2022, a full season. We're all excited, Calgary yeah. and Montreal. Thanks, Mark.
0: Earliest start ever to a CFL season. So away we go on oh, Thursday wow. really it.
3: I, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. That's good, and yeah. I hope it goes well and we bump it up even another week. A because of weather, and oh. B because we don't want to. Comp- the less we can compete against the NFL, the better, in my opinion.
0: Bring me back on another show. I got some thoughts on that. Okay, so, good uh,
3: man, good. I I can't <laughs> wait. Way to hook him in, Mark. I love it. I gotta okay. learn. I gotta learn some stuff from you. Thanks for your time. We'll take care. Okay.
0: Okay. Thanks for calling. Appreciate the call. That's
3: Mark Steve. Very polite guy, isn't he? He's way he's way too polite for this show. That Mark Steven guy, voice of the Calgary. Stampeders, long-time voice, great guy. Uh, this league is filled with great people, and that's what I like about this league. Even the, even the producers like Sean Kleisinger are good people. Good, good people. When we come back, we got more of the Sports Cage. We'll uh, talk about rider practice, what we're seeing out there, and uh, yeah, we, got, uh, we, we might even have a chance to give away some money on this show. That's right. Our boss is in the back. Of
4: money? What's he talking about? Money? Some riders had number changes today yeah, I saw, too. Yeah,
3: we'll get to that, too. That's Right zinger. Man, you're on top of it. That's what a producer's supposed to be about. You're listening to the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on 620 CKRM. Ah, oh, yeah. Little Metallica. This is the uh is one of the best football anthems, sports anthems. Love it. Love it. Right up there with Welcome to the Jungle. This is the Sports Cage on this uh, beautiful Tuesday for Saskatchewan Lotteries. On 620 CKRM, Saskatchewan Lottery is the main fundraiser for over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups. Let's get to uh, some football stuff here, all right? Um, now we've got the home opener, 5 o'clock kickoff. Our pregame show begins at 2 with Daniela Ponticelli, Don Hewitt, and Wes Cates. It's countdown to kickoff. Luke and I joining the broadcast booth at 4, uh, high above Mosaic Stadium, ready for the home opener, Riders and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, the Coors Light Party in the Park is back, opens at uh, 2 p.m. All fans are welcome on the field post game. Very cool. First time it's happened since 2019 uh, there's many family-friendly food combos, also a family pack of tickets flying off the shelf for 99 bucks. So we talk about the riders having to attract fans and get people to the stadium. Zinger, that's going to be a big concern, especially with gas at 2.06, and it's not going down because we wouldn't want to open up a pipeline or two. No, we got to stick with our, with our ideology and politics. You know, I'd rather, I'd I'd love to see all these politicians get in a room and fight each other, and then whichever whichever politician comes out, we fire
4: them. Speaking of politicians, we had one at the we had Andrew Shear at the Red Sox game yesterday. Oh, did ya? Yep.
3: Well, I'd love to see him get to somebody about these gas prices. Ridiculous. Farmers are paying 1000 bucks a day for fuel
4: That's, uh, during seeding. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So far, it doesn't look like the province has done anything about it. The Saskatchewan no, government here. No, and, and, so.
3: and Trudeau's not going to do anything about it. I better stop before people start sending texts. I don't Whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's just crazy. Also, uh, like I said, they got that family pack of tickets, limited fridge magnet giveaway to fans entering the stadium, and the halftime show, Tyler... Joe Miller. So there you go. Some things Good to talk about. Yeah, right that's there. right there. Tyler Joe Miller. You're going to have to introduce me to these country artists because I'm coming over from a rock station yeah, uh, singer. Welcome. Uh, we've got some number changes for the Rough Riders. Sam Amelis goes from 86 to 19. That's the one
4: that jumped off the page yeah, for me. Tommy
3: Bringia a draft pick goes from 71 to 30. Kosi Onyeka, 74 to 31. So you get these crappy 70 numbers when they think you're not going to make the team, but then you make the team and they switch it over. Like, how about AJ Allen? He was a linebacker from Guelph that was picked a couple of drafts ago, but he makes it now from 78 to 32. Diego Aletore Montoya. Uh, <laughs> Number 50 to number 54. He's a UBC Thunderbird that comes to us via Mexico. Oh, he's so, getting picky, huh? Yeah. Number
4: 50 to 54. Yeah, Diego
3: Aletore huh? Montoya. <laughs> uh, Logan Bandy, the Calgary uh, Dino, goes from 68 to 69. Bruno Lebel, the fullback, goes from 47 to 87. David Kenny goes from 79 to 98. I was taking a look, Zinger. Where would that seventh Canadian spot in the starting rotation
4: come from? Oh... <sighs> defensive, uh, defensive lineman, maybe? No, I, don't know. I saw
3: Nelson Lacombo starting at the field side corner with Kosi Onyeka backing him up, or vice versa. And I think then,
4: that's what we all kind of expected. Yeah,
3: and then, or it could be one of those fullbacks, like... Uh, like a um, Albert Awachi or a James Tucker, those kind of guys. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, we'll keep an eye on
4: it as the week goes on. Coach
3: isn't going to tip his hands. I didn't see Emless get in with I the ones. Yeah, I wanted Emilez. Yeah, he didn't get in with the ones because they like this Jacob Prawl kid. This eighty-four.
4: Yeah, I don't get that one yet. But
3: well, you should see this kid. Is He, he good. Well, he looks fast, but okay. when he took his helmet off, he looks like he's an assistant equipment guy. Like, he's just fresh-faced. Like, he's 12. <laughs> Crazy, Maybe man. he is, man. Maybe, but he's <laughs> fat. I he runs like a 12-year-old in the park. He's fast. Okay, I want to get to this, because one of the storylines coming out of the game on Friday was the fact that Regina's Nick Daly played, like the coach said, with his hair on fire, and uh, we caught up with him after practice. Regina's own Nicholas Daly...
7: It was good, man. I really wasn't stressing too much because you come in here and you just got to give it every day and not stress about those things. You just think you're going to make the team all, all, all the time. So it was good, man. It was it was nice to make sure you were on the team, but I wasn't stressing too hard.
4: I feel like what you did in that
3: preseason game basically solidified any doubts in most people's minds? So you to yourself.
7: Yeah, uh, A lot of people would think so. That's what a lot of people said. But in my mind, this is a day-by-day thing. Even though I had a good game, you still got to go the next day and just do the same stuff at practice and everything.
8: But I think
3: you hit the playbook pretty hard because early in camp you looked like you were thinking a little too much on the yeah, field yeah. and then as the as it went along you especially at B C game, things were clicking yeah, yeah, for yeah. you.
7: It wasn't so much the playbook, it was just kinda of trusting myself being out there, still being a young guy, see Chuck out there and AC being the guys. But like they taught me a bunch of things man and that's where you kind of saw bc come into play how cool was that well the first sack the one that counted how cool was that one it was cool man i kind of just blacked out and didn't even really think about it you know i just got really hyped and ran to the sidelines and celebrated with coach really how you cool.
8: to make that hit
7: at the time at the time i didn't even it kind of like just blacked out you didn't even think about it you know it just happened you're like oh my god and then just kind of run off so it was what you're supposed to do right so that's what i did
8: after the game
0: uh, craig dickinson said on ckrm that you've pretty much earned yourself a spot on the team. I
7: did hear that, but at the same time, you just got to go day by day, right? You just got to think about getting better every day. Just yeah, but he said
3: game. you played like your hair was on fire, so was that your mentality going into the game? Like, I'm putting it all in the field?
7: Yeah, my mentality coming into the last game was I was going to get a lot of reps because we had a few DMs down, and I saw an opportunity, and when the opportunity was there, I kind of took it, so it was good. Just in practice, going going 100% every day, really, just doing what you have to do, be a pro, show everybody that you can do it, and no mistakes and everything, and just go in every game knowing what you have to do, and execute it. So you were with Winnipeg. What did you take from that experience and
3: maybe fine-tune it so you have a better crack at making the CFL team. Last
7: year's Winnipeg experience was honestly great. I went from PR to downed, up to PR, to up active roster, but what it taught me there was to be a professional. When I first came in the league, it was always go 100%, knock people over, in practice, do all that kind of stuff, but I'm realizing to make a team, you got to show yourself a professional, know your stuff, know the playbook, and just act the right way.
8: Mm. When, when Craig Dickinson said what he did, How was that brought to your attention, and what was your reaction when you heard that? I
7: saw it on the I saw it on the media, but. At the same time, I wasn't really thinking of that because you never know, honestly, in this league, it's a business and you really have no idea. So I got really lucky the next day got the call and it was, I was on the team. What's it going to
3: mean to you to run out of that tunnel? Home opener, I mean, that's always the big home opener, Labor Day Classic, home playoff game. Those are the three big games. It's crazy,
7: run. man, because you grew up here, right? You came to these games, you stood right there, saw the guys run out and everything. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be one of those experiences that I'll have to take in when I'm there. Last year
3: with the president, but a lot.
7: It does. I'm back home. There's a lot of pressure on it as well because everybody knows your name and everybody wants you to succeed but there was pressure but not anymore you know i'm just that's where you learn to like take the pressure in and just take it as a good thing you know what what I mean? go execute your stuff don't overthink it just be a pro what right? about being
3: a role model for the Nick's and uh, next nick daily that's out in the crowd watching nick daily uh run around on
7: the field um that's a cool thing man like the new Nick D- like I was always growing up watching all the Rams players go to the CFL, even watching Mitch, man. Mitch made the league before I was just in the Rams, and seeing him make it was a huge thing coming from the U of R and everything. So any any d- little DN out there, the undersized DN who wants to make the league, you can do it, man. Just put in the work, know your playbook, and be smart.
8: What are some of your favorite yeah. memories of being oh, a kid we'll be or a like teenager in the stands watching the Rams?
7: It, it was cool, man. You know, I always dreamed of this, and even being here right now, doesn't even feel real. You know what I mean? It's just like I'm still here doing it. It's just like, really? get getting that sack it was like, really? Did I get that sack? You know what I mean? funny, but it's cool. you prefer Nick or Nicholas? I like Nicholas pre- preferably. Just for my parents, they call me Nicholas, not Nick. So. That's,
3: that's right. His mom and dad named him Nicholas. Call him Nicholas Daly, and hopefully, he makes a name for himself with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, number 96. Got some good hair on him too. So I, I talked to the hair club today. I had him, <laughs> I had Cody and uh, Jaden Dolkey. We'll talk, hear from him later in a one-on-one interview. The the outstanding Canadian that comes from the University of Alberta. Great preseason Oldenburg. he had. Yeah, right? I did a scud missile. Fly, yeah. yeah, did you know he's a skydiver? Two hundred skydives. I talked Are to him about serious? that. Yeah, he's a skydiver. Okay. Well, he's giving it up now, but he yeah. is. He did a skydiving type of deal. Okay, we're going to take a break, come back with more, including a chat with Eddie Steele in the trenches here on the Sports Cage for our friends at Saskatchewan Lotteries on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the show. We really appreciate you having us on. However you're listening, wherever you're listening, thanks for making us part of your day. This portion of the show is brought to you by Nick's Service in Emerald Park. Your local Massey, Ferguson, Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent dealer. Call 781-1077. We got him there? Time to go in the trenches with our buddy Eddie Steele. You'll hear him on the pregame show each week with our friend Daniela Ponticelli, uh, as uh, she is the new host of the show, doing a great job. And Eddie Steele, we know he does a great job. Eddie, home openers. Do you remember? Do any stick out in your mind?
5: ballsy well, first and foremost, man, we made it here. Yeah. Uh, it's week one. And I'm excited, man. I can't wait for Thursday. Home openers that stick out in my mind, obviously, my first home opener as a rookie uh, way back in the day in 2011 with Hamilton. That was pretty special. Actually, my first game ever was against Winnipeg, and I'm a Winnipeg boy, as Mm -hmm. everybody knows. So, got to play Winnipeg first ever game and came out, had five tackles in a sack against them. So, that was pretty special. And uh, so, that was remarkable. Another one that was really memorable was uh 2017 uh first year with the riders chris jones brought me over and it was the op- first year of the new stadium and it was the home opener uh it was canada day and i remember it was just a sea of green again we played winnipeg unfortunately we lost that game but uh you know i had some personal success again i think i went for four tackles and a sack that game. So I always seem to have good success against Winnipeg.
3: Yeah, uh, that is awesome. What's it like being a Winnipeg boy, though, wearing green and white, running out when you were a Winnipeg boy and probably a Bomber fan?
5: Uh, You know, I loved it. I had a lot of anger towards the Winnipeg organization. (laughs) Obviously, I I really, throughout my career, that's kind of the – I don't have any regrets in my nine years, but that's one of the things I wish I could have done was play for my hometown team. Uh, in Winnipeg, every time I had the opportunity, I was up uh, or I was able to negotiate. They always wanted me to take the home team discount, and I was not willing to do that. It, as football players, we have a short shelf life, and we got to maximize our earning potential. And I wasn't going to take a discount just to come home because I'm a D tackle and I eat double teams for a living. And I I wasn't about to put my body out there for less than I thought I, I
3: deserve. No, it's good. Good to know you're worth Eddie Steele in the trenches. Um... <laughs> so so we've got a couple of young guys on this team uh Nick Daly a young guy that gets to play for the saskatchewan rough riders had a cup of coffee with the bombers last year and we just heard from him and he learned uh, how to be a pro in winnipeg but he comes here plays like his hair's on fire as the coach said and makes the football team and then Jaden Dalkey from the u of a we'll hear from him a little later on i I always say he's the type of player he doesn't care about uh, his own body so why should he care about yours like he's just throwing his body around there What advice do you have to these young Canadians playing in a home opener in Saskatchewan, which basically is the heartland of football in the CFL in Canada? Do you have any advice for these young Canadians? and Any new player for that matter?
5: Yeah, any new player. Honestly, uh, the moment is going to be big, but don't let it be too big. You're there for a reason. You made the team for a reason. You belong on that football field. And you just have to have that confidence about you. Uh, Once you're out there and you get the first hit and you get that first kickoff and some of those jitters out and you realize, oh, man, this is just football. This is what I've been doing my whole life. And it just comes like riding a bike. But, man, for those boys, that moment's going to be huge. And the biggest thing is save your energy and warm up. You're going to be wanting to fly around. Your heart's going to be fluttering. You're going to be wanting to interact with people in the stands, wave to your family and friends. And you just got to keep focused and honestly keep your energy because you don't want to uh, you don't want to blow the gas tank before the game even starts.
3: Yeah, it's, it must be hard because you're kind of doing mental gymnastics, like you say, that could take away from your breathing and anything anything you know. What I mean? It might you know I, I often thought about that because I've played not at your level, but I remember playing in the uh, 1993 Canadian Bowl between, before the biggest crowd I ever played in front of 10,000 fans here against Hamilton, and for the first quarter I couldn't catch my breath.
5: Exactly, and that's what I mean. You don't want to uh, blow the gas tank because it's so easy to. I remember even later in my career in big games like playoff games or uh, a Labor Day Classic, when it's nice outside, especially for the Classic, it's never nice in the playoffs. (laughs) But when it's nice outside, uh, the sun is shining, uh, you're just flying around in warm-ups, you're feeling good, an afternoon game so you're not waiting around all day getting lethargic and it's actually really easy to come out and like you say you can't catch your breath for the first few quarters because you're just so geeked up another thing too is guys like their uh their caffeine and their energy drinks and uh, their five-hour energies and all types of different stimulants easy on those especially early in your career when you know you are going to be a little more amped up uh, in football games at the beginning of the game, I always tell young guys, be cautious. You know, once you know your body and once you know how how to handle a pro football atmosphere, okay, then you can dive in, but don't dive in with the Red Bulls and the five hour energies left and right until, until you know what you're doing a little bit out there.
3: I'll tell you what, man. Um... Coach had mentioned this, and I think it's a key point, especially in week one, but maybe in the first two weeks, because I always treat the first two weeks like it's the preseason, an extension of the preseason, still working out the kinks. A lot of vets haven't played uh, much in the games. In fact, the Riders took out a lot of their first-team offense in the, uh, you know, good chunk of the first quarter, and that was it. They were done. I, uh... Coach said our biggest thing is we play two games in four days and conditioning is going to be huge. This week the focus is getting his team conditioned. I think the team that has the most stamina probably comes out on top because once you get tired, you make more mistakes.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And it's always going to be like that early in the season too. Your legs aren't totally under you and the two games in four days is just – that's crazy, but it's the CFL, so you got to have some craziness in there. It wouldn't be the CFL without it. But, you know, you really – the coaches are going to practice them hard, and they're going to make the guys run in practice. I already know how that staff operates. There's not going to be some slow, lethargic practices. They're going to be sharp on their P's and Q's, making guys hustle. But, yeah, it's going to take a few weeks to get your legs under you. That's just the reality. Thankfully, there's 18 games. Uh, but you got to hit the ground running, and it'll be interesting to see the second halves of all these football games in Week 1 because uh, typically that's when the legs start to go and the conditioning goes. So I'm telling all the listeners, pay attention to the second halves of the game because that'll be a telling sign of who's got a little more mojo than others.
3: What are you looking for in this very first game, Montreal and uh, Calgary? I'm, I'm interested in what Montreal could be the... Uh... The the TMZ team at the start drama. They got the coach that doesn't have a contract. They got the quarterbacks that uh, I don't know how unified they are, and I don't know how much of a thick skin Vernon Adams Jr. has. That's going to be real interesting. Could go off the rails early in Montreal.
5: Yeah, it does uh, does have a lot of drama around uh, the organization over there in Montreal. Quarterbacks. Whenever you're getting noise out of the quarterback room, uh, there's always something to keep your eyes open to. Uh, what I'm looking forward to, though, and uh, you and I we've chatted about it a few times, I'm looking to see what BLM does and how he comes out and how he plays. It was uh, a year to forget for him last year, a uh, preseason for him to forget this year. I'm really I'm reading that he's healthy, he's ready to go, he's got a strong receiving core, so I'm really excited to see if Bo Levi can uh, re- regain. The uh, the top of the standings in terms of being the top dog and quarterback in the league.
3: Eddie Steele joining us in the trenches for a couple of more minutes. Um, what what is your what does your Western Division look like now? It, when you look at the Western Division uh, of the CFL, how do you rank them? Let's go uh, your predictions one through five, I guess.
5: Yeah, we got to put Winnipeg up there. We got to. Uh, I'm going to put Calgary at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Sask after Calgary. I'm going to go Edmonton and B.C., but, man, it's such an interesting year because I know it's preseason, but you look at the numbers that the B.C. quarterbacks put up over there, and, I mean, they were pretty phenomenal numbers, and I'm hearing positivity out of Rourke and O'Connor, and Rourke has got a lot of zip on the ball, so I'm curious to see how those boys over there do and come out.
1: Yeah,
3: me,
5: or Edmonton, go ahead, sorry. Boys. Yeah,
3: me too, I, I am too, and they're uh, they're getting the hype going in BC, apparently they're opening up the uh, upper bowl, the lower bowl in BC's 22,000, but they think they'll need more tickets for that game, so that'd be great, they got the One Republic concert before, uh, Amar Doman's doing a good uh, good job there in BC, as is Quee in Edmonton, but Chris Jones is mad at his team, he hates everybody on that team.
5: <laughs> it was ugly, and I, I went to the game, it was ugly, and it's always worse, too, when it's the Calgary, because that just stings a little bit more. But to peel back another layer to that, it's the whole Chris Jones-Dave Dickinson rivalry. and uh, That goes deep for a lot of people who don't realize, but that rivalry goes deep for many years, going back to when Jones was a head coach back in Edmonton uh, with his first stint. So uh, I know, uh, for example, just talking about that rivalry, you've got to look at why Dave Dickinson challenged that and threw a PR... Challenged that pass interference uh, late in the game, Uh, and I don't think it was on TV so people couldn't see, but it was late in the game, Challenge the game was a blowout at that point, and it's kind of just a sticking point, you know, just kind of a a jab to Jones late in that game, just like I'm still here, kind of just a laughing poke. Yeah. So, yeah, it, Jones, they didn't compete. And that's what Chris Jones' teams do if they compete and they didn't compete at all. Uh, Jones will whip them into shape. I have full confidence that they'll come out and they'll turn it around.
3: Now, is it, are they the Edmonton Elks or the Edmonton Rough Riders? Uh, you got e- e- M- <laughs> Manny Arsenault, DeRon Carter, Ed Gainey, uh, Mac Henry. Um, You got uh, Caleb Jordan Hawley, uh, Mike Jones, Dion Lacey, Jordan Reeves, yeah. Toby Antigua. Like, he really yeah. does stick with the guys <laughs> he knows, right?
5: Oh, that's just it. Um, the defense is pretty complex, so he likes guys who play fast and veterans who have been in the system. But, uh, man, that's how it is across the league. Is it the Toronto Argos or the Toronto Stampeders? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're taking a whole bunch of Calgary guys, too. It's, it's like that. And, I mean, that's a respect thing, too. Good players um, get brought over to different organizations because those organizations want to recruit good talent to win. So uh, it makes sense.
3: Yeah. Eddie Steele, why the Riders third, not second? I i I'm okay with Winnipeg. Like, I'm not okay with it, but I get why you picked Winnipeg first. Why Why the Riders third? What do or don't you like about their team right now?
5: Well, I need going into Cody's third year. um the offense last year definitely took a step backwards and I I need to see what that offense is going to be. Jason Shivers' defense, they're going to be fast. They're going to be flying around. uh, But that offense is the big question mark uh, in Saskatchewan. So I want to see what they're about. Their offensive line um, gave up uh, quite a bit of pressure last year. So it didn't make life on Cody easy, but he himself took a step backwards, I believe. So, I want to see what he comes out, if he comes out to his form from a couple years ago. Uh, the receiving core, we know about Duke, but then Shaq, he was banged up. He had a tough year. See if they, those two can form a really strong tandem and uh, kind of be that unstoppable duel that the Riders are hoping them to be.
3: Is there a player that you're looking forward to watching on the Riders in week one? Not the whole season, but week one. Who are you focused on when you're watching that game on, um, on Saturday?
5: Yeah, I mean, take away the obvious uh, with Cody Fajardo, who I'm really going to be looking at is uh, the defensive line. No specific player. Uh, I'm going to be looking at inside. I I like Marino. Uh, I think he's going to be a good Mm. player. Uh, So I'm going to be focusing on him a bit, but I want to see Charleston. I want to see A.C. Leonard. Uh, they have talent up front. I want to see uh, Charbell Is I don't know if the depth chart is out. Is Charbell starting at defense?
3: Uh, no, the I think ball? they're. I think I think they're. Go- That's we're trying to find our seventh Canadian. So we don't know if he's going to start. I think they probably will go two Americans. Like it could be uh, Marino and Lanier inside, and uh, yeah. and and uh, have Charbell somewhere backing up, playing some special teams action there.
5: So then they
3: go three receivers. Well, actually, today in practice was Nelson Lacombe playing field side corner. He oh. was out there playing field side corner. Or uh, I don't know. I don't know that they'd start a fullback, but I mean a watchy could play too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how they'll do that, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see for sure. And out east, who do you got? How, how does it line up out east for you? you got Toronto one? Uh, how it's gonna shake down out east? No, man, I'm
5: I'm going uh, going Hamilton one. Yeah, I am gonna go Ottawa two, Ooh. Toronto three, yeah, and then Montreal last in the East.
3: So you're buying Masoli. You're, you're buying Masoli, the magician. Uh,
5: I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid, man. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Not just him though. They have uh, a strong team around them. I think that mm. Sean Burke, their GM, came over from Hamilton and did a really good job. And uh, man, Hamilton, it's gonna be interesting to see them because back to back great cups, haven't got the job done. Uh, What are they going to do this year? I think anything short of a Grey Cup is not a success for Hamilton this year, coming from where they came from.
3: Should be a good one. Week 1, Riders and the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 5 o'clock kickoff. That guy, Eddie Steele, in the trenches. That segment will be part of our pregame show, as it's been for a number of years. Thank you for your time, Eddie. All right, Baldy. You take care, man. Take care. That's Eddie Steele in the trenches here, weekly and on our pregame show weekly with Daniela Ponticelli. Okay, so uh, Zinger, when we come back, we have pick the score. We got a chance to give away two tickets to go see that game. We'll have a sports ticker with Sean Kleisiger, and then we'll open the phones up and see if we can pick the score. Oh, And we'll hear from Brian Raymond too. Man, we got a loaded show. I better get the break. Man, we're busy. We're popular. It's great to be popular. This is the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on 620
4: CKRM. And we're back with the Sports Cage Sports Ticker, and it's brought to you by Bronco Plumbing Heating and Cooling. They're hiring starting salary. Uh, starting salary for service technicians, sorry, a seventy-five thousand plus signing bonus. Call 781-2090. It's a new tag. Gotta get used to it. Game four of the Eastern Finals tonight in Tampa Bay with the Rangers. Up two to one in the series, six PM Puck Trump. And uh, as well, the Los Angeles Angels announced they have fired manager Joe Madden a day after the team's losing slump reached 12 consecutive games. And hockey icon marie philip Poulin has joined the Montreal Canadiens' front office as a player development consultant. Ballsy. Joe Madden? Like the guy who ended the drought for the Chicago Cubs? That's, that's Joe Madden? That's ridiculous. Sometimes, you know... It's just not the matter. Well, even,
3: even Bruce Cassidy getting fired. He got fired because they won 51 games and 107 points.
4: What? Yeah, Joe Madden what? should not be fired.
3: No, he shouldn't get fired. You know who else doesn't get fired? Brian Raymond. He gets fired up, though. Let's head out in the uh, Western Pizza Hotline, uh, talk to Brian Raymond at Flowing Springs. You don't agree with that. Joe Madden getting fired. Bruce Cassidy getting fired. What's this world coming to, Brian?
2: No kidding. I, the Cassidy uh, firing was, that that's totally way out there. I can't believe that happened. Wow.
3: Well, I mean, they only made the second past the second round once since he's been there as the head coach. He he has a 36 and 37 playoff record, but uh, yeah uh, unfortunately he's done. Hey, hockey, quick hockey comment. I love Drysidle. I love McDavid. I think those are the two best players in the NHL. Of course McDavid and Drysidle. I I was like, oh maybe it's not Leon. Leon showed on one leg at about 37%. He's better than uh, the rest of the NHL. Like what he did was unbelievable. But coming up close is Kale McCarr What an awesome hockey player. Now I know McKinnon can skate and everything like that, but Kale McCarr is, he plays both ways. What a great player.
2: I think at some point in time he's probably going to be the best defenseman in the league because he is amazing. You're absolutely right and he doesn't just, he's not one of those offensive defensemen. He can play on the, in his own zone too.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know that I like the Avs to win the Stanley Cup, not just because they beat my Oilers, but do they have anybody that can stop a puck? Like, uh, I, maybe it was the Oilers rubbing off on everybody, but once again, it look like a 1985 series.
2: Well, you have to think that with the goaltending in the East right now, with those last two teams, New York and Tampa Bay, that uh, they would have the edge as far as goaltending goes. But, uh, you know, you never know. If that's why they play the games, uh, ballsy, then, yeah. you, know, you never know.
3: So who do you got? Do you got the Rangers winning that series or Tampa coming back?
2: You know what? I have a ton of respect for uh, Gerard Gallant. I think that uh, this might be his time. And they've got a they've got a great team that uh, Jeff Gordon put together, and uh, now he's with Montreal. So yeah, I think uh, I think they're just about on the cusp of doing it.
3: I think I got this right, right? Gallant was the coach for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then he got punted for P- Peter DeBoer. That's correct. And and now Gallant is in the rain is in New York, and DeBoer got punted in Vegas. Like it's funny, hey? It, I guess it comes down to and you've been in hockey a long time, Brian. You can't fire all the players, so you fire the coach, right?
2: Yeah, that's usually what happens for sure. He walks the plank instead of the players. You can't afford to get rid of all the players.
3: Yeah, and last hockey thing. What do you think of that Woodcroft guy in Edmonton? I think he's uh, I think he's got what it takes to be head coach. He learned well from Babcock and McClellan.
2: Yeah, no, he's a good coach, I think, and he's got I think he got as much out of the orders as you can get. Uh, they have some things they have to shore up. Obviously, goaltending, and they have to get some secondary scoring. You can't rely on those two or three guys to, to carry you through the playoffs. The other teams have proven that. Look, the goals are getting from their deeper in the roster. I mean, yeah. you know, that's how it works.
3: Yeah. Problem is, is uh, you know, you gotta you gotta have money, and the Oilers are up against the cap. Okay, let's talk about what we got you here for. Beautiful weather, Brian. Finally, we're getting some days without wind, which is beautiful. Uh, talk about how things are shaking at uh, Flowing Springs.
2: Well, I got to tell you. The golf course is in fantastic shape. Our maintenance staff have done a remarkable job, both getting the uh, course ready for winter last year, and uh, it just came out beautifully. The greens are fantastic. And we have some great specials, uh, Michael. The Mondays and Wednesdays. Tomorrow's Mm -hmm. Wednesday. Ladies. Seniors, anybody over 60, $29 to come out and play the golf course. And if you're not a senior or a lady, we still have a good deal for you. It's $39 all day to come out and play the golf course. So it's just a great, fantastic special. Uh, Every day after 3 o'clock, it's our early twilight, $32. And after 6, our famous walk the golf course for $17. That's it. And you know what? You can get well over nine holes now if you tee off at 6 or 6.15.
3: Well, I, I, I got to get out there, and I am going to get out there, I promise. It's been busy getting everything lined up here with football and getting the new job going. But uh, the one thing I do like to do before I go on the course, maybe the first day, is get out and uh, hit, the, uh, hit the ball on the uh, driving range. And you got a great grass driving range, right?
2: We have a huge driving range, Ballsy. It's really, really big. There's lots of room out there. You don't have to make a booking. You don't have to stand in line. You just come out. Get a bucket of balls from us here at the clubhouse. We'll give you a, a token for our ball machine. And uh, no mats. It's all grass.
9: Ah, so, I
3: love
2: yeah. it. It's it's a great, And we have Target greens out there. It's perfect.
3: Yeah, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a golf guy his thoughts on Graham Dillette, the Weyburn product who is retiring from golf because of uh, injury problems with his back.
2: Yeah, he's struggled with his back for a while now. But you know what? Graham is one of those guys from Saskatchewan who kind of uh, always touted the fact that he was from saskatchewan and and kind of put Saskatchewan on the on the map in the uh, in the golf business for sure
3: yeah, for sure. well, Brian, thanks for your time and by the way, if we want to get out the flowing springs, how do we do it?
2: All they have to do is give us a call here at five four three five zero five zero. And, of course, we now book online at FlowingSpringsGolf.com.
3: Brian Raymond, good hockey guy, good uh, golf guy, good guy all around. Go see him at Flowing Springs. Take care, my friend. You bet. Take care, Ballsy. All right. So, Zinger, let's get to our text line. Powered by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac, the number one GM dealership in the province corner of Rochdale and Pasqua. Beautiful Northwest Regina. What do you got?
4: We got Dion from Regina. Mm. He says, hey, guys, you mentioned you would like to see the politicians duke it out. I'd love to see a politician actually pay for gas. No no gas cart. Take their gas cart out of their wallet. True. Good
3: point, Dion. Good Uh, point. Thank
4: you, Dion. Uh, Brian says, uh, what are ticket sales looking like for the big game on... Saturday.
3: Lots of tickets out there. Lots of tickets to be had, and that's gonna be something the riders have to deal with now. Gotta get the fans to the stands. They got a great family pack of tickets for ninety-nine bucks. So check the rider ticket office for that for sure.
4: I'm looking at it right now. Actually, yep. I got it. I got it up yep. on Ticketmaster. A lot of a lot of blue dots hovering yeah. around the state. And let's put it that way. Gee, Boston. man,
3: I, I gotta tell you quickly, I got robbed the other day.
4: You actually yeah, got, I got robbed.
3: robbed. It was terrible. I'm on the ground, the cops checking my uh Cops checking my pulse and everything. He's like are you okay? It's like, yeah. Whew. Still shaking, man. He goes, Did you did, do you know who did it? I said, Yeah, right, right there, pump number three. <laughs> I knew you were going
4: somewhere with <laughs> this, you goof. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more of the sports cage after this. The Sports Cage podcast is brought to you by Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism, advocating for Saskatchewan's older people for 30 years. SKSeniorsmechanism.ca
3: Let's get after it. It's brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries, the main fundraiser for over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups. We don't have time to dilly dally around. We're not going to talk in circles like some other shows or some old shows. This is a new show, and we're going headstrong. Zinger's still recovering from my robbery story.
4: God, man. Can
3: you believe it? Pump 3 stole $150 Stay bucks away from me.
4: Pump 3 on pump Saskatchewan three. Drive, yep. that dangerous gas station. Day,
3: dangerous gas station. Okay, Zinger, let's get to the text line, which is brought to you by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac,
4: 936-6262. What do we got? What one do I do first here? Brendan mm-hmm. Saskatoon, last year being a shorter season, the Riders didn't play in Ottawa, and I wonder if you know why the Riders are not playing in Ottawa this season. It just seems odd to me. No, I have no idea. Maybe no idea. maybe, Trudeau, maybe
3: Trudeau wouldn't let Saskatchewan in. Maybe not. Because him and Mo have been fighting. Maybe that's what it is.
4: Yeah, you don't I'm like Saskatchewan. Ma-
3: at this point, I'm just making stuff up. But I heard it's a beautiful city. I'd love to go. I've never been to Ottawa.
4: And we got uh, Ron and Deb at Pigeon oh, Lake. Oh, I
3: know Ron and Deb. Uh, yeah.
4: Floating a balloon here, but uh, Daly is a 220 uh, pound defensive end. He's got speed, tackling ability. Yeah. My question is, what do you think about working him in as a linebacker? It would take, you know, some time to learn the position, but he might make a pretty good Canadian backup to Micah Tights. a project, oh, but potentially a good upside. See you at the home opener. Thanks for the text, Ron and Deb.
3: Yeah, interesting. I love the football knowledge there. I love the fact you know what you're talking about. I'm not sure that that's where they're going to go. Uh, we're going to let him figure out the DN spot first, do some special he teams. He is pretty small
4: for that position, though, I mean. Yeah,
3: he is kind of small, but he's quick, man. He was he quick is. off the line of scrimmage. He Offside. was. A
4: few times, but there was another okay. 220
3: pound guy that did pretty well. Wasn't Bobby Jurison like 220 some pounds? Was he? Yeah, he, 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 was...
4: he wore monstrous shoulder pads. Maybe. So I know I'd have that. to
3: check that out. But anyway, uh, Zinger, it's time to pick the score.
4: Yeah, why not? We got a couple tickets to give away here to the home opener on Saturday. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up the phone lines. Hell, They're always open, the phone lines. So call up right now 306 mm-hmm. uh, 936 6262, toll free. 18667670620 and uh ballsy let's take caller number uh Caller number five, live on the air. Why not? And, sure. And give them away some uh, Sure, let's do that. And wh- while we're
3: waiting for the phone lines to uh, heat up there, I want to tell you that the 2022 CFL season set to begin on Thursday. Fans will have a host of interactive experiences to participate in. The league announced the launch of CFL Game Zone and an interactive CFL preseason futures game. The two ventures are the result of the league's partnership with Genius Sports and Bet Regal, respectively. Now, CFL Game Zone will offer free to play games including CFL Fantasy, the new CFL uh, Preseason Futures Predictor, and CFL Pick'em, among others. CFL Preseason Futures allows the fans to predict multiple season-long outcomes. It will be available in both English and Le Francais until June 19th, and permit participants to predict how many games like the Argonauts will win or the number of touchdowns that Cody Fajardo will have throughout the 2022 season. Uh, Genius... And the CFL will also launch a new polling tool, an official trivia challenge, an all-star voting mechanism and additional interactive games. Betting widgets, including live scores, odds, and offers will also be available. So good news there. Looks like Genius Sports, finally we're going to figure out what they're all about, and we're actually going to have, try to endeavor to have one of their guys on, and they're from the UK, so we're going to have to figure that out tomorrow, but we will uh, figure that out tomorrow. Hopefully have a representative on from Genius Sports to talk about everything going on CFL as we come to you live tomorrow from Curry Field, Regina Red Sox Baseball the sports cage on location what do you got there uh, Zinger? Who's on the phone? Who is this? This is is Barry Barry? So uh, we're going to pick the score. What do you think the score is going to be for the Saskatchewan Roughriders Hamilton Tiger Cats game week number one?
0: It's going to be 27 21 for the riders
3: 27 21 okay Barry uh Nostradamus let's take you inside the let's take you inside the predicting uh your predicting ball here how do you think the game shakes down like does Cody have a couple of touchdown passes or how do you, how do you see the game going
0: well he's going to have a couple and then he's going to run for one as well so. oh okay three oh. and
3: then a couple of Brett Lother field goals to get us to 27. Sure. Yep. Sure. 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 yeah. No. Come on. as long as we who's, win.
4: Who's gonna score the first touchdown of the season for the Riders? Yeah. Who who do you got there, Barry?
3: Um, I Mitch Pickton. Mitch Pickton. Wow, I love I it. I like that. I thought one. maybe you'd go the lame old Cody one-yard dive. Who knows? Anyway, so we got 27-21. Zinger. Now walk me through this. How does this work with Barry? Because I'm new to pick the score. All right. Okay. So
4: basically, now I'm I'm gonna put Barry on hold. Yeah. And then whoever has the closest uh, prediction to the actual score on Saturday. Yeah. They will be entered in to win uh a big prize at the end of the year okay but barry gets tickets to the game yes that- sir i'm so putting bit- you on hold barry and i'm gonna get some info and i got two tickets barry- for you not yet not yet not yet not you're yet you're not going anywhere barry-, barry how
3: long have you been a rider fan barry uh, oh, for about 40 years. 40 Ooh. years, then you know the song, and you're singing it with me. Let's go, Barry. It's green is the color. We're going to, Zinger, can you get it loaded up there? Here we go. Green is the color. Oh, Fall is oh, the game. It. We're all, you We're sing, all Come together. on, come on, Barry. <laughs> come on, Barry. What <laughs> come <laughs> on, <laughs> Barry. come on, Barry. Come on, Barry, don't right get cold feet. Here, so. cold oh, feet. OK, well, Barry, uh, you hang on the phone. <laughs> I'll finish the song myself, OK? <laughs> Okay. Lance, <laughs> how, how does that go again, Zinger? Let's show our pride in the green and white, green and white. We will fight. <laughs> we're like we're like my old Catholic priest, Father Balzer. He'd sing the first two lines of a song and then hum the rest. Peace is flowing like a. Anyway, uh, Barry, hang on the phone there, man. We are going to uh, give you tickets to the Tiger Cats Rider game, 27-21. The score is Barry picks it, and he's in for a chance or yeah he's in for a chance at the end of the year for a big prize pack now the guy we want i said to you today it's an all hair club theme here zinger okay we talked to Daly with his long hair nicholas Daly. now we're going to talk to cody Fajardo, and he's got a good head of hair too
8: exciting uh especially going into my third year as the starter uh, a little bit more comfortable obviously with the offense with defenses, uh, the only thing about week one is there's not that much tape on your opponent. Um, so I know that they have a, a defense coordinator that's carried over, that's been there for the last couple years. So you can watch prior games, but with the hashes changing, I know a lot of defense change things defensively. So that's the one thing that makes a week one very difficult as a quarterback is you don't get that same preparation in the film room. But uh, So you try and do all your reps on the field. <laughs> <laughs> what was it for you this year, Full cool training camp, full cool season, and mm-hmm. ads uh-huh incredible. Um, I think just the timing with the receivers and uh, just myself getting getting myself ready to play a game and, and feeling more comfortable um, in this offense and having like I talked about before the last preseason game having a preseason game to try some things that you normally wouldn't do in a regular season game uh, and same thing in training camp you know having Duke Williams a healthy Shaq uh, Schaefer Baker in his second year, like having those guys, McKinnis first time at the R, right? Having guys like that to be able to just gel with and uh, understand what they like, what they don't like, I think it's going to pay dividends.
0: A gambling site today said that point Far is
8: one of the 11 2 odds of the most outstanding player. Do you get Far Jargo very often? <laughs> I don't know why, but yes, a lot of people slip the R in there for whatever reason. Um, it happens more than you think. Uh, so yeah, but um, you know, honestly, I just want to try and do whatever I can to help this team win games and uh you guys know it doesn't matter how it looks i just care about the winning at the end of the day it's not about the stats but um, i'm really excited about this year i felt like i had a really strong camp an efficient camp and uh, I'm seeing things a little bit slower now. We'll see when game day comes, everything goes a little bit quicker. But uh, I'm feeling really confident and comfortable right now.
3: Hey, one one of the things they talked about for the last couple of years, oh, the deep ball, the deep ball with Cody. I noticed the game uh, in BC, obviously, from the broadcast booth, looked like the deep ball was looking pretty good. Have you changed your mechanics or maybe released the ball early? you have more trust in your receivers?
8: Yeah, it's a great question. I think it goes uh, to training camp and having that trust with receivers and having that rapport with them. Also, I've been uh, trying to work on a little bit more air on the ball to give our guys a chance, you know, because if you don't give the guy a chance, you don't complete the ball so that was something i've really tried to focus on in my offseason work is trying to throw the ball with some more air to have the receivers track it and the training camp has definitely helped i don't think i'll ever hear the end of the deep ball just because that's mm-hmm. the way it's been but uh i'm hoping that's going to be a good year the positive to that is when you are so bad at the default all we to do is five percent better <laughs> and we should win more football games than we won a lot of games last year we should win more games then but uh for me personally it's just to be confident and comfortable right to, to see things clearly and uh, to let our playmakers make. I, I'd probably say this is it. Let the playmakers make the plays. And uh, for me, sometimes I get caught up into trying to do too much. And so my personal goal this year is to let our playmakers. We have a lot of incredibly talented guys on offense and J.O. and Dickey have done a great job of putting guys in this offense to surround me. So let those guys go make the plays because uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch this scoreboard light up.
3: The receivers were talking about revenge seasons over the offseason. You talked about it. Does, does it still feel like it is a revenge season. In you guys have come
8: so close, and it's been the Bombers the past few years. Yeah, every year it seems like since I became the starter here, it's a revenge season type of uh, situation. But we don't want it any different, right? Uh, I know that a lot of go- those guys in that locker room have been underdog guys. A lot of guys have fought for where they've become, you know, a superstar in this league, including myself. And so to be given this opportunity to be the starting quarterback and to go into my third year as a starting quarterback for this franchise, I'm just really excited just to take the bull by the horns and go out there and win some football games. Who are you what?
3: most excited for Roderick Nation? that's new to the CFL this year.
8: I think Jacob Prawl has done a lot of great things for us. Um, he's a rookie, right, and he's came in and, and he took a—he stole a starting job, obviously, as part of the business, uh, letting go of Paul McRoberts, who did incredible things for us, but uh, to have a young guy like him come in and just grasp this offense as quickly as he did. And uh, he's a speedster, so I think Rider Nation will be excited to see him run around and, and make his place for us. Were,
3: were you sure he was supposed to be a teammate? Because he looks like he's
8: 12. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you got that youth gene, you know, it's nice because You take your media picture and it looks like you don't uh, grow from year to year, so um, I wish I still looked 21 years old, it'd be nice, but it's it's different now because I used to be the youngest guy in the locker room and now I'm one of the older guys I'm married with a kid on the way so uh, talking to Dan Clark about kids I never thought I'd be playing football and talking about having kids uh, in the season so I've been truly blessed to play as long as I have and I hope I have many more good years in me but it's been really unique to be the youngest guy in the room and now becoming one of the older guys. Hard to
3: believe that'll be the Fajardo family's most important carry of the season. (laughs)
8: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I've heard a lot of things that uh, when you first get that, uh, that child in your hands, it's like the child is glass, right? You don't want to mm-hmm. you know, drop it or anything. And I'm used to having a football in my hands, so I hope I'm not a little too rough. <laughs> ignore or embrace the pressure that comes. Great cup at home. You guys are favorites to make it to that game. You embrace that or try to ignore it? Embrace it. For me, um, you know, that pressure has been on me my entire life. And like I've talked about the true underdog story, I really just want to go out there and uh, give these fans something to be excited about They've had our back through everything, even through the pandemic, uh, through the strike. You know, the, the fans have been on behind us the whole time. So I just want to get out there and, and just punch our ticket to the playoffs, right? Because anything can happen when you punch your ticket to the playoffs, and that's our main goal: is to first clinch our playoff berth, and then the rest will happen.
4: What's your confidence level with this active
8: roster? Yeah, you know? uh, incredibly high for myself. Um, I think it, it a lot um, alludes to my confidence and comfortability in the offense. Um, I think those go hand-in-hand at the quarterback position. The more comfortable you are, the more confident you are. A lot of things are going to happen throughout the season, and there's going to be games I don't play great. There's going to be games that I do play great, but uh, just kind of handling the adversity uh, with my brothers and my teammates in there. One of the things I'm really looking forward to is we don't have as many COVID restrictions, so you can already tell that that locker room is a lot closer than our team last year, and I think a lot of that will carry into wins.
3: Why are you a winner? You're the fastest to 20 wins as a starting quarterback, and everybody says Well, he's a winner. He's a winner. Like, why are you a winner?
8: You know, that's a great question. I think it's uh, just the way I play the game, I would say. You know, you guys have seen it, and I've gotten a lot of flack for it. It's diving for extra yards or diving for the pylon and uh, putting my body at risk. And and I'm willing to do whatever I can. I think the biggest thing, and and I've said this before, is I never know when my last football snap's going to be. So I want to go out winning as many football games as I can. I want to do whatever I can to win those football games. Put the stats aside. I don't care if I, you know, throw for five yards. If we find a way to win a game, we find a way to win a game. Right.
3: All right, that's Cody Fajardo uh, ready for uh, week number one against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We'll hear uh, from him later in the week again as he usually has two media availabilities. Quickly to the text line. Capital GMC Buick Cadillac. Powers at Zinger, what do we got?
4: Mike says, sorry about your Oilers last night, yeah. Ballsy. I was cheering them on. They are one of my favorite teams. The only Canadian team I cheer for. They should be uh, good next year too, but they have... Uh, have to have all their players back and maybe yeah. a better goalie. Is Mike Smith, that old man, going to retire? Or no. What? I That's think not Mike who said that. That's me. They're
3: going to start with uh, Mike Smith, I think, and probably Stuart Skinner. And then oh uh, and, and they're going to try to get another defenseman and sign uh, sign what's his name? Uh, Evander Kane, try. So I, what
4: was it? Was it heartbreak free last night? Eh, the puck goes in the back of the net no, in overtime. No,
3: I knew they were going to lose. Oh. Uh, I, th- I actually thought had they won that game, we could be back in Edmonton for a game six. But, uh, yeah. You give me a healthy dry sidle and a healthy nurse, the Oilers are going seven with the Avs. But it's the Avs' time. Did you know the Avs had the worst record in the NHL uh, in the cap era? They had 22 wins just 2017. So they've been knocking on the door. Good for them, but I hope they blow it. Anyway, when we come back, we'll talk to the new Pat goalie, Cohen McKinnis from Burnaby, B.C. He's going to join us on the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on 620 CKRM time to talk some hockey now we're also your voice over jana pats hockey here on 620 ckrm dante DiCaria is our play-by-play man i think he also does some red sox baseball if i'm not mistaken too so he's uh Got quite the diverse background. I'm just a football guy. Well, I call hockey games too, but uh, I've never done baseball before. Anyway, we want to talk hockey now. The newest member of the Regina Pats would be Cohen McInnes. He's a goaltender. He's from Burnaby, BC. Was an Everett Silver Tip and a Saskatoon Blade. Although we won't, uh, we won't hold that against him. The Saskatoon Blade part. He's joining us now on the Western Pizza Hotline. How are you today, Cohen?
6: I'm great. How are you?
3: Good, man. I heard through the grapevine, through my media colleagues, that you talk like you're a 50 year old. Like you're so poised. Would I be? Would I be? Is that an accurate way to put it?
6: Um, I mean, I'd I'd like to think so. I'd like to think I'm pretty. I I guess mature in my in my language.
3: (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't know
6: how to phrase it right. But, that's,
3: uh, that's probably better. You're probably more mature in your language than me, Cohen McInnes. Uh So I understand you wanted to come to the Regina Pats. Tell us that story.
6: Yeah, so I, I was just, the season ended, and I wasn't too sure if I was going to stay in Everett or if they were going to try and trade me. And so I was just kind of looking around the league, and I mean, Regina is just such an enticing team to play for. They have a they have a great opportunity to perhaps go far in the playoffs and, and they got a really strong core to build around so I called my agent I, I tried to get him to talk to the GM here John Paddock and next thing I know a couple weeks later I'm traded on the WHL Banham draft day.
3: Alright so what can Pat fans expect from Cohen McKinnis what kind of goalie are you like if I if I, was to, if I was to compare the two guys I'm about to watch tonight are you closer to Shosturkin or Vasilevsky <laughs> wow, those are two. two I know, I know. Hey, look at that. Hey, eh? I'm setting the bar high. Okay, better question then. Sorry, my see my English not as developed as yours. I don't, I don't get it out as good as you. So, who are you most like then? Give me an NHL goalie you're like.
6: Um, I mean recency bias would probably not go great for this guy, but I, I think Jacob Markstrom and I are are pretty similar in our style of play. He obviously had a tough. Outing in the playoff series against the Oilers, but I think just the way we play, we're we're very similar in style.
3: Is that your favorite team, the Calgary Flames? No, my favorite team is the Oilers. So it's yes, I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you. So, but 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 tell me this though, man. Everybody's jumping on Mike Smith. If it wasn't for Mike Smith, the Oilers don't get to the West Final, and the dude's forty. He's 40. I tell people, put pads on, go onto the ice, and go up and down for an hour without anybody shooting a puck on you. And I guarantee you, even 30-year-olds can't do it. Like, Talk about how great that is a 40-year-old to play net.
6: Uh, that's pretty exceptional. I mean, I, I'm 20, and it's, it's, it's a grind getting through a season of whatever it is, 60-plus games in this league and then 82 in the NHL. So I'd say that's pretty... Almost astonishing that somebody at that age could keep his body that that great to go through a long playoff run and play play pretty good hockey.
3: So who's your favorite Oiler?
6: Oh, well. <laughs> thank you, guess.
3: Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be McDavid. But I'll tell you what, don't you ha- don't you have to take your hat off to uh, Leon Draisaitl? What he did, I I kind of I was on the fence about Leon. Like I always liked him, but sometimes I thought he loafed. But that dude played his butt off. Actually, he might have become my favorite Oiler just what he did in the playoffs.
6: Yeah, he was just exceptional. It seemed like on almost every goal, he had the primary assist. And I'm kind of, I'm, I want to know what he was injured with too, because if it was really that severe and he played that incredible, he he might make a, make an argument to be the second best player in the world.
3: I think he is. I think it's McDavid him, and then I actually think Cale McCarr could be right there at number three, or he's coming on. I know McKinnon's good. Uh, that Cale McCarr is a great player.
6: Yeah, Matthews and Makar would definitely be in that conversation. I don't, I don't really know which one you'd put up, but I do like the way Makar plays defense. It's tough to get a chance against them when he's on the ice.
3: Now, I understand you work out in the off season with the likes of Bedard, Barzell, and the Nuge. Tell me about that.
6: Yeah, I skate with them, I'd say, well, four times a week for July and August. And last last year was the first year I did, and I can remember the first two weeks, I <laughs> They were not fun car rides home after the skates. It was it was tough to adjust to it.
3: Yeah. So what is a uh, what is a uh, what's the Nuge like? Because he's one of kind of the forgotten guy with the Oilers. But everything I hear about him, just a true pro and a good guy.
6: Well, like I skate with a bunch of pros. Like like I said, Barzell and Bedard are probably two of the better ones. But there is no smarter player that I've ever seen or played with than Nugent Hopkins. And you see it in practice too. Like when we're doing. Battle games or compete games, he's just like—it's almost like he's got a third eye on the back of his head. He just makes passes and plays that, like I—I I don't even expect—and I see the entire ice, and I just—it's—it's incredible.
3: Now I broadcast some Pat's game in the local television station here, so I might get a chance to call your name. But uh, I watch him from the from high above the rink. But you get to be on the ice working out with him. What's it like to either go against or play in a game against Connor Bedard? <laughs>
6: Well, wow, it's it's tough, I'll tell you that. His shot is I mean, I honestly I'd go as far as saying it's better than the vast majority of the guys in the NHL. Like it's for as a goalie, you can kinda tell where a shot's going when the guy like just releases the puck, so when it's like two inches off the stick, you kinda know where it's going. And with Bedard it's not like that. Like if you look at his release it doesn't mean anything. You gotta track the thing the whole way in and it's just it makes it that much harder because he just rips it with the flick of a wrist.
3: Well, and it's funny because sh- I'm not comparing him to to McDavid, but kind of like a goal McDavid scored last night. I was thinking that's got to be so hard to um, to stop as a goalie because he shot it, but his head was up the whole way. So you don't know if he's going to pass it, where he's going to shoot it. You gotta kind of got to guess too.
6: Yeah, well, that's the thing with the great ones. They just have that unbelievable deception
3: to them. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I can't wait uh, till uh, I get to see you in Regina, Pat Colors. It's awesome. Welcome to Pat Nation, and we can't, or the regiment as we like to call it. Uh, can't wait to call your name.
6: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is the
3: guy who's pretty proud of his English and his puck-stopping ability. It's Cohen McInnes, goaltender for the Regina Pats from Burnaby, B.C., 20-year-old that's going to backstop this team hopefully to a very successful season or be at least one of the tenders that does Keeper and Colton uh, Kelton Pine still in the mix, too. This is the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on 620 CKRM. Ah, yeah. When you hear that song, well, when I hear that song, I think about Faith Hill. But then I think about Glenn Souter. And when he joins us, it's brought to you by Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan, qualitytire.ca. Just before I get the Suter, I have to laugh. The sewer pipe that is Twitter, I just laugh at these Leafs fans. They're, some of them are still, oh, well, I bet you McDavid wants out of Edmonton. He just got his team to the semi-finals in the NHL, okay? Your guy Austin Matthews hasn't won a playoff series six years running. Think maybe he wants out? Oh, and by the way, (coughs) playoff series wins since 2004. Edmonton has six. Calgary is three. Toronto has none. So there you go. Just to put a couple of those fan bases in their place. I got to gloat for a while. It was a decade of darkness for the Edmonton Oilers. Time to head out in the Western Pizza Hotline and speak with our friend. That would be um, Glenn Suter. Glenn, Leon Dreisaitl uh, was unbelievable on one leg, okay? What was the, as a teammate or a guy you watch from the broadcast booth, what was the best uh, act or Symbol of toughness, like did you have a teammate that gutted it out or a guy you played against, or a guy you watched from the broadcast booth one off the top of your head
1: oh yeah like i mean i I remember seeing you know guys like Bobby Juris and guys defensive linemen linebackers uh like um you know Eddie Lowe and guys like that mm-hmm. who would who would who would basically uh you know you you'd see tears running down their eyes as they were getting. Uh, a freezing in their foot or wherever it may be, so that they could go out and play a regular season game you know and it and it inspires everybody around them They see them in the training room, they see what they have to go through, they're biting on towels because of the pain <laughs> that they have to endure because you can't you can't get completely drugged up on painkillers a the medical staff would never allow it but b you you can't be groggy and, yeah. and not you know on the top of your game mentally so. It's a it's a balancing act. I I was you know intrigued by all of that too, and watching Drysdale, and I, I wonder this so ballsy like now that the Canadian team is out, what will the ratings be like in
3: Canada? Well, it's not good. Uh, probably won't be that great. And 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 Kind of like when the Riders play. You guys see it. I, I mean, TSN knows where their bread's buttered. Put the Riders on two preseason games and your ratings go up. It was just a release that ratings uh, did uh, tick up with the Rider games uh, being broadcast. So, I mean, you, you're absolutely right. Uh, right on the money uh, with that Glenn Suter. So, uh, let's get to some football talk. Your first game is uh, the Calgary Stampeders and the montreal alouettes what intrigues you about that game the most
1: well bo first of all like i had a great talk with bo today and uh got on the phone with him and on a zoom call with rod smith and and our crew and uh yeah it was it was great to talk to him i mean he's for the first time in probably two and a half seasons so so two years one full year last year but before the pandemic as well and before the missed season bo wasn't quite right physically he was Struggling through shoulder, hip, arm, I think tricep at one point, all in his throwing arm. So, this is the first time in in quite a long time that he is 100% healthy. And he apparently just is on the practice field with this big smile on his face. He didn't say it that way, but to, you know, to. To be out there and physically be able to do what you used to do when you were the top quarterback in the league, I think he is really encouraged about the season. And, uh, you know, he, he made another great point. And I, I know you and I have talked about this for the last three or four weeks, but, you know, he talked about scoring being down and, and quite honestly, talking to coaches and, uh, across the league, Montreal, uh, guys like Vernon Adams and, and Kahari Jones as well they all felt the same way like this this whole narrative that scoring is down i i i think a lot of the the players and coaches in the league are going to take this as sort of a personal attack and take it personally because they they just they just don't believe the narrative and they they do what you and i have done which is logically look at it and say well, a missed season and no preseason and then a shortened season, of course the timing on offense is going to be off. And Bo said to me, to get back to the original point, Bo said to me today, he said, you know, I am I am looking at zone defenses now. And I'm looking at ten different zone defenses within the same concept. He goes, you know, four or five years ago when I was first in the league and maybe at the top of my game, I was looking at two or three defenses. You had man-to-man coverage. You had two or three looks in zone. And then you had what do you do against zero blitz when they send more than you can block and they're in one-on-ones. He said, really, that's what you had to understand in the league. He goes, now I look at it and I I see ten variations to zone defense. (laughs) Defensive coordinators have started to win. And that and that is one of the big reasons for last year.
3: Right, absolutely. And we have uh an experience of the quarterback position. Dane Evans is going, gonna be here. He's just cutting his teeth. Uh Cody is going into his third year. Montreal's kinda, you know, they they have a guy that's done it for a while, Trevor Harris, and they're paying him money, so he's not gonna be a backup for long if it doesn't work with Vernon Adams. Calgary's got a good one, two punch. Edmonton's kinda up in the air. We got the young Canadian guys in uh bc so that like we said has been an issue i gotta yep. i gotta ask you this so a go- uh, an older guy a gray beard like Bo levi mitchell i saw charleston hughes he's running around smiling high-fiving people today uh take me back to your days too when you get when you can when you have more uh when you have more yesterdays than tomorrow's in in a in a sport mm-hmm. do you savor it more do you say? Do you notice Bose may be savoring it more? I think Charleston is appreciating his time in Writer Nation more. Did Glenn Souter savor it more?
1: I I was sort of a, an exception to the rule. I I would have, but I I wasn't really planning on retiring when I did. Hmm. The only reason I did was because of the opportunity with TSN. I wanted to go three or four more years. So that's that. That was sort of a really quick decision I had to make. Um but I, I did notice that with Bolivie Mitchell today. I uh, you know, he he was fantastic today in our discussions. We talked about defense, we talked about the hash marks changing, we talked about how he might attack it, you know, without giving away secrets, but just in a bigger picture way and uh, you know, just a lot of great discussion and yes, he was with our panel at the Great Cup, so that was part of it. You know, we he he saw the world from from my perspective, and from our perspective on television and radio, so um, you know maybe that changed it a little bit too. But I I think he's got in the back of his mind that his he is on the back nine here as far as his career goes, and so I I do notice I did notice that today, and I think you do have that perspective that uh, you know this this game is going to be you you only have a, a small window and. Take the mo- Make the most of it, take advantage of it, and then you walk away, you know how many thousands of players, great players, mm-hmm. that don't have a championship ring in all sports? Thousands. I'll tell you a real quick story, Ballsy. Okay, wait, 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 save save
3: the story. We're hooking them. We're going to go to break, come right back, and then give me that story. And then I want you to give some advice to some of the younger players. I'll mention three or four names on the Riders. Some advice you'd have for them going into their first professional football game. This is the Sports Cage. He's Glenn Suter. I'm Michael Ball. uh, Coming to you from the corner of 12th and Rose in downtown Regina for Saskatchewan
4: Lotteries on 620 CKRM. All right, it's 5.50 with the Sports Ticker. It's brought to you by Bronco Plumbing. Heating and cooling, they're hiring. Starting salary for service technicians is 75000 plus signing bonus. Call 781-2090. Game four of the Eastern Finals tonight in Tampa Bay with the Rangers up 2-1 to one in the series. It's a 6 p.m. puck drop, Ballsy.
3: All right, back to Glenn Suter. You had a story? The floor is all yours, Suits. Well, just the... Just
1: the um the urgency that's needed i mean for young rider players maybe first year players that are going into this season with the great cup in your backyard first time at mosaic the new stadium and uh, you know a chance to not only win a championship but do it in front of your home fans i mean that urgency's got to be there all year because these opportunities don't get you don't get them over again you don't get these chances again um i remember beer league hockey so, you know, I tried to always bring the same sort of attitude and and culture to a beer league hockey locker room as I would to our kids' hockey locker room when I was coaching kids, and, you know, to make it about the guy beside you in the room, that the guy beside you, to your left or to your right, is the most important person, and if you if we all feel that way, we'll go out and we'll do it together, and we'll do it for each other, and we won't quit or die because or give up because we the guy beside you won't allow it, and you won't allow it for him. And when when we finally got a chance in beer league to win, we had a 62-year-old a goalie at the time, <laughs> 62 years old. And so we were building this culture in the beer league locker room. You know, once a week, beer league hockey. I think it was Division B, you know, and we win. We win the championship. Eight teams in our in our division, we win it. We get the cup. We're sitting in the locker room. Everybody's enjoying it, and the 62 year old goalie is in tears. Hmm. And I turned to him. I said, "You all right, man? Did you get hurt?" And he goes, "He goes, no. I've 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 been playing sports my entire life. I've never ever won anything until now." Wow. And he was he was completely emotional. And I thought, you know, we weren't doing it in beer league for a living. But that's what the game is if you have the right culture, and that's what our game is certainly with football with 55 different personalities in a locker room. And you come together and you play with urgency and you play like this moment, this opportunity, this chance, will never come back again. You might get another chance to play another year or whatever, but it it just this opportunity for rider players and coaches and the organization – It's not going to come back again for these players.
3: No, you talk about urgency, but do you have any practical advice for the likes of Jaden Dahlke uh, of the uh, U, of S, uh, or U, of U of A Golden Bears who is kind of under the radar but he made this football team Nicholas Daly who we talked about last time you were yep. on made this team Nelson Lacambo, who today was lined up in the starting defense on the field side corner it looks like maybe that might be a, a situation where they go and that's where their 7th Canadian is do you have advice for those young guys
1: yeah earn the respect of your teammates every day every day go out there and earn the respect of your teammates and your coaching staff because in the end again there will be no greater motivation than the guy beside you so how do you do that there, how do you do that well well you go to work you you put you put everything you're doing is matters everything you say matters so if you're in the huddle being an i me guy because you are a college star and now you've made this team, so you think you're just on top of the world, but you're a rookie, that's going to come back and grab you because you haven't earned the respect of the guys around you, especially the veterans. So earn their respect by what you do and say every day and make it the hard, Make yourself the hardest working guy in the room. Just okay. say, I, look, I, I know I'm going to be young and make mistakes, but... It's not going to be from lack of effort. It's not going to be from lack of understanding. You know when we talk about learning the playbook? Don't just learn your job. Learn everybody's job. So if you're a receiver, don't just learn the X or the Y. Learn them all. Mm. Take it to another level. Even if you're young, that's what you do because you're capable of it. You haven't got to this level of, of sports without that understanding of the commitment necessary so that would be my advice you know just to earn the respect of your teammates battle for them and and don't
3: get outworked okay practically though say nelson lacombo if he's not starting but gets a lot of snaps in the secondary young guy coming off an achilles injury what what do you uh what are you telling him the young glen suitor or the guy that's been there the wise glen suitor what are you telling the young nelson lacombo
1: I'm saying to Nelson, here's what we're going to do. Nelson, you and I and maybe the rest of the DBs are going to come in about two hours before anybody's here at the building, and we're going to watch tape together, and we're going to take notes, and then we're going to watch the opponent, and we're going to take notes there, and we are going to go out and go to the gym together, and we're going to go and we're going to go and do some some work and treatments together in the in the physio room and then we're going to be so tight and work so hard on this that you're going to close your eyes at night and you're going to see the opponent running routes on you. That's what you'll see in your mind's eye when you close your eyes at night in your bed because that's that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that type of commitment, that type of discipline. But again, the prize at the end of the line is what you're fighting for if you're an athlete a chance to be a champion and be a champion at the highest level in your country, that's a pretty exciting opportunity.
3: Tell you what's exciting. We're not, we're not talking strike. We're not talking CBAs. We're not talking about COVID. We're not talking about vaccines. We're Glenn Souter, talking about a damn 20 or 18 game football season that kicks off Thursday. Are you excited or what? Yeah, I, I really am. I mean, there's
1: so many great storylines I'm glad all that other stuff is behind us, but a lot of great storylines, real excited about what's happening in Vancouver. I think that turnaround is going to be, they're going to open the top Yeah, that's I see that. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. I mean, you know, what what Edmonton's doing, Victor Cui doing in Edmonton, at, you know, the Riders are going to have a great turnout. I can't wait. Well, I'm starting Montreal-Calgary on Thursday night, and then I'll be in Saskatchewan for the Hamilton game. So, you know, this is, This is what we've been waiting for. Get back on track. World-class athletes are going to put on a show for us. I can't wait to watch it. And
3: I can't wait to uh, watch the broadcast on Thursday and see you in our booth to kick off our portion of the pregame show on Saturday. Take care, my friend. Travel safe. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Take that's, care. That's Glenn Suter joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline, dinnertime, game time, anytime. A great time to order Western Pizza. We're going to hear from Jaden Dahlke. we got a pick six, and uh, who knows what else we'll find in the last half an hour. This is the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on 620 CKRM. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Ryan Hunter sends a text, says he loves the intro. I love it too. We got some more features coming with some more production on the way. This show is only going to get better. We're coming to you live tomorrow from Curry Field. My first ever time hosting the show on Curry or at Curry Field. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, seven o First pitch uh, there, Moose John Miller Express in Regina tomorrow. Tonight they're in Weyburn to take on the Beavers. This show is brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries. All our guests come to you via the Western Pizza Hotline, dinner time, game time, anytime, a great time to order Western Pizza. And. Our text line powered by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac Saskatchewan's number one dealership.
4: Are you gonna stick around for a bit of the game tomorrow, Ballsy? Or what's your plan? Are you yeah, probably. Gonna, prob- are you gonna do yeah. the show and just high no, no, it?
3: No, I'll probably hang out. Nice. Yeah, man. I'll probably hang out. I Good haven't conf- been to too many Red Sox games, that I wouldn't mind watching a little bit.
4: Yeah, man. Man
3: of Go- the people now, being in the sports cage.
4: Uh, yeah, man. You gotta get a couple of those uh, Curry Field hot dogs, and man, they got some Western pizza at the canteen now. I'm just saying. Yeah, Spiro and the fellas are came in trying, clutch.
3: Are you trying to? Tell me that I need to butter up the public address
4: guy bring him up a couple of dogs and yeah. some pizza. Hey, just seeing, man.
3: Okay, so uh, we're gonna get to one of these in a second. Uh, I do want to uh, make mention. Uh, I just, I just totally, you just drew me a blank. Uh,
4: that's my fault, man. I'll find someone else to finish the show. Anyway, off
3: for me. <laughs> let's get to one of these and then I'll get to what I'll remember in a second.
9: To the house! A pick six!
3: And as you heard, time now for a pick six, number one, NHL West Final. The Edmonton Oilers get swept away by the Colorado Avalanche. They were a step behind the Avs much of the series. They couldn't defend well enough, especially in game one and at critical times in game four last night. What it came down to is Colorado was just a better team and played better. Now give me a healthy Leon Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse and it's probably a seven game series. The big question, what's next for the oil? In my opinion, the Oilers have the two best players in the league in Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. After that, though, there are holes to address. They need more scoring options behind them, and that's even with Evander Kane expected to hit the open market as a pending free agent. They could use another top four defenseman and probably start the season with a goaltending tandem of 40-year-old Mike Smith and young former Swift-Kern Bronco netminder Stuart Skinner but they're going to need at least a capable third option to guard against injury or underperformance. And cool it with the Mike Smith Sucks. He was a big reason they got to the West Final, and he's friggin' 40. Give me a break. You go put pads on, go onto an ice surface, and just go up and down on those pads for an hour straight, and then shoot some pucks at you and tell me if you're going to be critical of the guy. Number two in the pick six, Nathan McKinnon, is an under-the-radar, dirty player. Slew foot on Dreisaitl, then last night a knee-on-knee on Zach Hyman. As for the NHL refs, I'm sorry man, I tried to defend them, I really do. I have former refs on this show. But they're like WWE officials. Make things up as they see fit, ignore things too. Almost like it's according to script. Speaking of underrated, Kale McCarr of the Avalanche at five points and is one of the only guys in the planet that can skate with McJesus. He's a big reason why the Avs are returning to the Cup Final for the first time in 21 years. In fact, I said McDavid, Seidel, and then I think I'd put number three, Kale McCarr, third best player in the league. Even better than McKinnon, and all of those players are better than Austin Matthews. Oh, really? You're still going to go with the Austin Matthews is the heart trophy winner. He's the best player in the league. Get out of here Hard to believe the avalanche had the worst record in the cap era just five years ago 22 wins they look deadly right now Number three on the pick six from the what-have-you-done-for-me-lately file the Bruins fired their head coach Bruce Cassidy This past season, the Bees had 51 wins and 107 points. He held a 245-108-46 and regular season record with Boston, but went 36-37 and in the playoffs. And really, that's why he got punted. The Bruins made it to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final on home ice in 2019, but lost 4-1 to the St. Louis Blues. That's the only time the Bruins have gone further than round number two in the playoffs under Cassidy. Time for a quote-unquote new voice in the room. Can't fire all the players, gotta fire the coach. Number four on the pick six. Riders are still deciding on who that seventh Canadian starter is. From practice today, it looks like it's probably either going to be former U of S defender Nelson Lacombo out on the field side corner, or it could be a combination of either Albert Owachi, James Tuck, Keenan LaFrance in some sort of starting Canadian fullback role. So stay tuned on that. We will see. They could go with Sam Emelis as a receiver too, but I didn't see him running with the ones today in practice. Like I said, it's either Lacombo or Awachi and or James Tuck at that seventh Canadian starter. Staying with the CFL. Alouette's head coach, Gahari Jones, officially naming Vernon Adams Jr. as the club starting quarterback. Gahari Jones on Vernon Adams Jr. Quote, he's our starting quarterback. He had a really outstanding training camp and we feel good with him being the starter. I'm not buying it. Adams and Trevor Harris both struggle in the game against Ottawa, combining for just 130 yards passing and four INTs. Sometimes when you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. For now, it's Adams Jr but his leash is shorter than mine as host of the sports cage. And his coach can't put up with the lethargic mistake-filled performance at that position because Kahari, who I like by the way, is a lame duck coach without a new contract and a new ownership group that wants to see a return on investment. Stay tuned, going to get really interesting in Montreal and it starts with the Al's and the Stamps Thursday in Calgary, a team many are picking to win the West. I know, you're shocked. Number six on the pick six, New York Mets third baseman, Eduardo Escobar hit for the cycle last night against my San Diego Padres. It's the second time during the season of players hit for the cycle. The first being Milwaukee Brewers left fielder, Christian Yelich on May 11th. Now cycles are more novel and fun than they are ultimately meaningful, but Escobar's is just the 11th in Mets club history. And first, in more than a decade the Mets are a really really good baseball team probably the third best team behind the Yankees and the Dodgers although the Blue Jays are picking up steam and objects in your mirror are closer than they appear the Boston Red Sox who started out very very poorly are now back to 500 so look out things are going to get interesting as we get to the dog days of summer all right so that's the pick six now, we are going to have a chance to give away money. Zinger and I are going to get a lottery ticket tonight, and you could be the third wheel in our chance to win $70 million, and I think it's 43 million max millions or 46 or yeah, something. Yeah,
4: man. Every week that goes by, yeah. that 70 million stays mm-hmm. the same, but they just keep on adding the max millions. It's getting up near like I feel like now. we're going
3: to win. I feel like we're going to win. So right now, 936-6262. You call that number. Call it. Okay and you have to take part on the other side of the break in the sports cage spelling bee the first ever sports cage spelling bee we just had like a 12 year old win the script spelling bee zinger they won 50 grand a chance for somebody to win 70 million with zinger and balsy now it's split three ways so that's 33 33- Point three 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 million, all right? Not bad. Or or three hundred and thirty-three thousand, whatever, if it's a million dollars. Or Zinger okay.
4: steals the ticket and yeah. you never see him again. <laughs> well,
3: I'm buying it, so it'll be my ticket. But I'm tomorrow. But I'm a nice man. So here we go. <laughs> nine three six, 62, 62. We'll take a break. You have to get three out of right, three out of five right, pardon me, in the sports cage spelling bee for lottery tickets on six twenty CKRM. All right, we're trying to give away 70, well, a chance to win $70 million. I feel lucky. I've, I've been lucky in my life. Have you
4: been lucky in your life, Zinger? <laughs> no, man. I, I'm i not a lucky man. You're
3: married with a kid.
4: That, yeah, but like prior to that, I have not been lucky, but maybe it's a new era. Okay? Maybe
3: we're flipping a new chapter yep. in your life, okay? So, chance for you to win with Zinger and I. Who do we got on the phone here?
4: Uh, uh, I believe Rob. Hi, Rob. Hey, how you doing?
3: Good, Rob. How are you, bud? fantastic are you a good speller Rob
9: uh, some days so.
3: okay here we go Rob you gotta get three out of five right for a chance to uh, be in on the lottery ticket what's the most you ever won in your life Rob
9: Ooh, I think I did a hundred bucks on 649
3: ah, I've won 10 grand in my life before so and 3500 in sports select and two different uh, tickets so here we go uh, we'll start with this one Rob ferocious ferocious how do we spell ferocious
9: F e r o c i o u s.
3: Wow! Oh. Off, out of the gate. Oh! Out of the gate. Okay, okay Rob. I see. Uh, you. You're good. You're good. Okay. I see. Uh, you. Let's go with this one, Rob, Mister Smarty Pants. Gargantuan. Gargantuan. Go ahead, Rob.
9: G r a g a n t u a n.
3: Gargantuan. Do it one more time. I think you got two letters mixed up there. Do it again. G A R. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Because you said G R A. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Two and O. Two and O. Very good. Here we go, Rob. Uh, by the way, what's your educ? How far did you go in school, Rob? Because you seem to be real good at spelling.
0: Uh, I got a B A.
3: A B A. Good. Uh, here we go. Fashionista, Rob. Fashionista.
9: F-A-S-H-I-O-N-I-S-T-A. Yeah.
3: Boom! Look at that! Three for three. Rob, <laughs> unbelievable, Rob. Okay, so wait a minute, Rob. Wait a minute, Rob. Okay. okay. Hey, Zinger, we can hear you. Hold on there, buddy. Uh, let's let's try this again. Let, let, let's see if you can go a clean sweep five for five, okay? Three for sure. three. Uh, Ryder fans, if they beat Hamilton, will be jubilant. How do you spell jubilant, Rob?
9: J U B I L A N T
3: Wow, these uh these sports cage listeners, man. They are smart. They are really smart. Okay. Let's go one more here, Smarty Pants. Rob, how do you spell amphibian?
9: A M P H I B I A N
3: Congratulations Rob you have uh, now got yourself part of a ticket to win money tonight plus from Zinger's tickle trunk we have a bobblehead for you a special bobblehead that Zinger has. Zinger what bobblehead are you gonna give him today?
4: I have in the box never opened a Regina Pats. Colton Tubert bobblehead Ooh,
3: former LA King, there you go Rob There you go Rob, congratulations Hang on the phone there buddy And we will uh, get all your information So you can get the lottery ticket, I'll text you the ticket So you have it, and then uh, you'll get the big Colton Tubert bobblehead, okay
9: Fantastic, thanks
3: Thanks he is just, a, he's he's basically jumping through the radio zinger. God, no, he's exci- so excited. He's excited. <laughs> hey, I want to get to this interview before we wrap the show up, okay? Yeah. This guy is flying around. Speaking of excited, Jaden Dahlke from the U of A Golden Bears made this football team in the secondary and on special teams. I caught up with him at practice today. You made the football team. How
10: does it feel? Oh, Awesome. This is, uh, this is
3: a lot of everything coming together. Great. So just talk about uh, your style because I, I'm watching you out there, man. I don't mm. remember you being like, it, how did I describe it on the broadcast? He doesn't care about his body, so why would he care about <laughs> yours? Like That's kind of how you play. Uh,
10: yeah, I'd rather be the hammer than the nail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's reckless abandonment, but uh, I definitely want to make my presence felt. Yeah.
3: So talk about the, the preseason game here against Winnipeg, drew Brown, their quarterbacks running for the end zone. And Mm. all of a sudden I see three, (laughs) eight fly through the air. Just talk about that play.
10: Uh, Yeah. I, they've been obviously that first half, they were running the ball like a lot, like quarterback wise. And then, uh, I saw the C's part, O-linemen all just parted, and he looked at me, I looked at him, and mm-hmm. it was a race to see if he could <laughs> make it really, that's a my head, it was a race, and I couldn't let him beat me. So well, I, he
3: didn't beat you. Yeah. Um, what was your mindset coming into this camp? I mean, I don't oh. I don't know if people, like they knew you were a draft pick, I knew who you were, an all-star from the Canwest, but you were kind of under the radar for the fans. What was your mindset coming into this camp?
10: Just uh, do everything coaches ask me, show show that I was a coachable person. and. Uh, willing to put in the work and do whatever I could to try to get on the field and especially make it on the team.
3: Now you, we talk
10: about flying around.
3: Flying's in your DNA because you do skydiving. Tell <laughs> us about that, man.
10: Yeah, I, uh, on a whim and I believe it was 2016, I just decided that I was going to go get my solo certificate for skydiving and went and over a weekend I jumped like, I don't know, 20 times or something like that. So then, uh, yeah, I had a good two years before I had to shut it down as soon as I got to university, and obviously now I don't think. Uh, don't skydiving let you do will that. Be, uh, will be the go-to activity in the off season.
3: So on a whim, like what do you mean on a whim? You could pick up golf, you could pick up yeah. anything. Why skydiving?
10: Uh, I think somebody. I was working at a ho- I was working like in construction, and I was working at a hotel, and then I overheard somebody talking about skydiving, and then I just like looked up the closest spot to me, and then uh, and then I went out the next day, and that, that was like on. The- What's
3: the best thing about skydiving?
10: Uh, free fall. The more free fall that you can have, the better.
3: What's it like the first time you go out on your own out of a plane? Yeah,
10: there's there's some nerves as you're like spiraling up. Obviously, you start climbing up to 13,000 feet, and uh, but as soon as you, as soon as that rush hits you of air, you feel like you can't breathe, but then eventually you calm down. And then you have a full minute of free fall, which is pretty sweet. How
3: do how do those nerves compare to nerves playing professional football? Do you think?
10: Oh, I think uh, I think. Home opener here will be uh, probably more nerve wracking than uh, jumping out of a plane.
3: Did you grow up an Edmonton football fan? Uh, you know the CFL Edmonton football fan, or
10: I actually never. My my family is actually from uh, the uh, from PA. <laughs> okay. Them, so uh, my uncle has been a die-hard Riders fan and this has been like the only uh, team that my parents have cheered for. Oh, how excited are they now? It's really ideal. Yeah. Uh, They're pretty pumped. They're all coming down this weekend. We've got the whole family coming down so it's going to be great.
3: How how emotional is it going to be for you to run out of that tunnel, bring him out, bring him out, everybody screaming in week number one?
10: Oh yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be exciting, but I, I'm just so happy I get to play with these guys. Like there's a lot of great guys, so at least I you know have the team to f- be surrounded by. But yeah. it's going to be awesome.
3: What are your coaches' expectations of you, Shivers, Dickinson? What have they said? Dickie, I had him on my radio show, and he said, mm-hmm. "Listen, love the kid's physicality. He needs to." Kind of watch sometimes. You could uh, get some penalties sometimes the way he plays, but uh, what have they said to you? uh,
10: Yeah, just uh, learn as many positions, be as viable as possible, and uh, work work the technique.
3: Thanks for this, man. Thank you. That's Jaden Dahlke, number 38. You'll see him on uh, Saturday when the Rough Riders take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. A reminder tomorrow we will be live from Curry Field as the Regina Red Sox, who are playing the Weyburn Beavers tonight in Weyburn. We'll take on the Moose John Miller Express again, I believe, Zane, yep. if, if I'm right, and yep. we'll be live on location doing that show at 4.05 from Curry Field. want to thank all our guests. If you missed this show, you can check it out in podcast form when our buddy uh, buddy uh, Sean Kleisiger puts it up for Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism. Our province's older people deserve to live independently and affordably in their own communities and homes. Learn more and join the movement at uh, skseniorsmechanism.ca. By the way, quick update, Tampa leads the range Rangers one nothing, five minutes into the first period. So who do you want go- to win
4: that series?
3: Uh, Rangers,
4: but really, Tampa probably wins. Wouldn't Tampa Colorado be a nice cup though?
3: It would be. It'd kind of be like the Oiters and the and the Islanders back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but I I sure hope I don't I can't cheer for Colorado. They beat the Oilers.
4: I can't do it. McKinnon's dirty. Ryan Murray is on the roster of the Colorado Avalanche, is he? White Cities. Uh, oh, okay, finest. then I got to cheer for them. Maybe if uh, Colorado wins, then here. maybe he can bring the cup back, and maybe uh, I can steal it and bring it into the sports cage That'd one be, day.
3: Okay, then I'm cheering for Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. There, we we
4: could, go. We, there There is a chance, Ballsy, if Colorado wins the cup, that Zinger can pull some strings to get that cup right in, here in this ra- control room? Right in that control room. Just saying. Are you serious? Yes. Well, then go, Avs, go. Go, Avs, go. <laughs> Go Avs go. Better believe it. Anyway, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The Sports Cage podcast is brought to you by Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism, advocating for Saskatchewan's older people for 30 years. SKseniorsmechanism.ca